Hello, and welcome to the In Repose podcast with your host, Caitlin Smith. In Repose is our space where we gather together weekly to have intentional conversations all around nature, movement, growth, and repose. I switch it up every week. Try to keep it spicy. Try to keep it on your toes. (laughs) Try to keep you on your toes. Blah, 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 blah. Right off the bat, we're having issues speaking. I've just been feeling this pull. I don't know if I'm the only one. Please let me know. Where the podcast space is becoming, there's so much growth happening. Like so much growth. Everybody has the podcast. There is a podcast for every single person out there, which I just love and I think is so wonderful. And the more it grows, I mean, this is something we see across every social platform, podcast or no exception, but as something grows, it's, it's, mm, <laughs> I don't want to say it loses its authenticity, but it loses its rawness. There's more production. There's more curation. There's more editing involved. We see this on Instagram. We see this on TikTok. We see this everywhere, everywhere. And the same goes with podcasts and businesses in general, businesses that we love. It loses that humanness that raw human behind the microphone or the brand or the picture. And I miss that. I, I, there's so many businesses that I've, or, or people, or I always say businesses, brands. And that's kind of like the general term that I use when we're talking about anything in the internet world, because everything is kind of like a brand, right? It is this, it's this, it, it's a brand, <laughs> quite simply. And a lot of times as they grow, as you grow, as the things we fall in love with grow, it kind of starts with this original founder and their mission and their message. And then as it grows and monetizes and evolves, naturally more money is going to be put into production and editing and wanting it to sound better or the pictures to look better or all of that. And I have just been getting this invitation and pull in every aspect of everything that I communicate to you and create with you that I want to strip it back to that simplicity, to that rawness, that realness. I honestly got an invitation this week, so many, where I wanted to record this outside on my walk with Vlad, voice note style, like how I talk to my friends over a voice note, because that's what I miss. I miss that. And I think there's so... It is not to say that how anyone else is doing it is wrong or bad or I, not that I don't like it. I think almost every podcast I listen to has that beautiful production value, but I am getting the pull that I want to keep stripping it back. And even with this new community that has launched, we have a beautiful Repose Homestead community that is done simply through Substack. So that means when you sign up, It's just $5 a month. I know I talked about it being $10 last week, but that didn't feel in alignment. And I'm here to honor that. So it's just going to be $5 a month. Perhaps if it grows and evolves and things are added to it, then the price will reflect that. But the intention behind the community is to give us a space to connect with one another, to get to see who else is in the community, to get to have private private conversations in a safe space. That is the most important thing to me. And I wanted it to do it. 
I want to do it and I wanted to do it when I was brainstorming. I, I mean, it took me so long to birth because I am someone who loves systems, who loves applications, who loves using the digital world. How can I use the digital world to support me? There's so many tools and there's so many different programs to do that. There is Mighty Networks and Member Vaults and Teachables and Podias. And I mean, it goes on and on how many different ways we can support our businesses, support our communities. And I, I just kept going back to, I want to keep it as simple as possible. That's it. I don't, I don't want anyone to have to learn a new app or keep them engaged on an app any longer than they need to be. I think it's really, really fascinating when a company will talk about wanting to pull away from social media. So therefore they've created a community, but then that community ends up being like a mining networks where you're asking, you're asking your community to spend more time and, or just as much time on their mobile device, on their computer, scrolling because there's now a new app for them to be engaged and that's where they should do it. And it's just, I want everything that I create, I want it to be simple. I want it to be human. I want it to be, I want it, it's like, I don't even want to say unedited because that's not the intention. It's just that connect, I I want that connection. And so that's what I've done is just pull it, pull it, pull it, strip it, strip it, strip it. And it's felt so good. So over in the community, it's $5 a month. Every single week, you get a newsletter that goes out, an email that coordinates with the podcast episode. So we've shifted days in the week for the podcast episode because I wanted to align them together. Every Friday, you get that email in there, that invitation to discuss further. It goes a little bit further than what we, or maybe perhaps even just different than what we talk about on the episode, but it correlates to the episode. So that way it gives us all a chance to continue the discussion, the conversation, because it's not just me speaking into a microphone. It's us having a conversation together. And this is the space that we're doing it in. And it was so beautiful last week to see community members starting to engage and talk about motherhood. And again, it's all private. So you can't see any of that unless it's paid. And why I did it that way too, why there's even a price on it is because I don't want this podcast or my website or whatever. The I want this all to be community supported, community a community collaboration, reader and listener supported, as opposed to, as opposed to advertisement supported. And I know we all have a podcast that we fell in love with. We found that one person we love it. We listen to it every week. And then as it grew, it become, became more and more monetized with more and more ads. And that's not the space that I want to create here. And I believe there's a way that we can do it in a really accessible way that's supportive to everyone and reciprocal to everyone. So if you are listening every single week and you are getting something from this, then I ask you and invite you to then give that energy back. So it's the $5 a month or perhaps it's just leaving a review or it's perhaps it's sharing it every single week with your community. And not just in this space, but doing it with everything that you love and enjoy because it really truly means a lot, at least here with my small community, our small community. It means so much. So I want to welcome all the new members that joined last week. You can find the information in the show notes or on the website at reposehomestead.com. So I'm really grateful you're here and I am, it's also my intention to I'm really proud of the growth. <laughs> I jump from one thought to the next. I'm really proud of the growth of this podcast and that I have had in speaking my truth on this podcast because when I first started, probably close to a year ago, somewhere sometime last year, 
I legitimately would record an episode in its fullest and then I would re-record it completely. When I first started, I do it, I think there was a couple that I did it three times because I felt like the first time was almost this warm up and I was forgetting things or I was stumbling upon my words and I was just getting used to hearing my voice and speaking my voice and storytelling. And I was really caught up in my head. I mean, let's not leave that out too. Of You can be really analytical of how something's coming out or I think... For me, being so empathetic and understanding, I don't want to exclude anyone. I don't want to, although this is something I can't control, I don't want something to be misinterpreted incorrectly. And I say that's out of my control because I know what my intention and my heart are doing here. And you're going to receive, I mean, one thing that I've done is any podcast that I love, that I enjoy every single week, I will go through their reviews because you will see that that thing and that person that you love, somebody else has totally different perceptions and projections of who that person is and how they said something wrong or did something wrong or what they dislike about that person or that podcast. And I don't do this a lot, But it does kind of, because what it can do is one, it can kind of be like, oh my God, I can't say anything without anyone, without someone misinterpreting it. But you come back to your intentions of like, okay, I'm coming from a heart-centered place and that's all that matters. And I know what I meant. And if I say something that, that was hurtful or it was exclusive or exclusive, then, then I can see that and I can do better and I can grow and I can apologize or I can be, I can, I can be responsible for that, right? Or, or we can look at those things, those other reviews of, I love this person and I enjoy their content and I understand what their intention is and what their heart was saying. And not everyone's going to see that. Like, I think that's really beautiful too of you can see this really beautiful side and someone can see them totally differently. And I think that is really important because then when we go to share, when we go to share something ourselves, it's not going to resonate with everyone. It's just simply the email, the podcast, the Instagram post or story. It's just not for everyone. And I think that can be a really difficult part of when you first put yourself out there or when you're first putting content out there is like you have to get used to the rejection and get familiar with it because it's uncomfortable. I think even at the highest level, even someone who's at the very highest level and is really secure in what they're saying and really confident and and has that high tolerance for rejection, there's sometimes you're like, God, this does not feel good. But knowing that I'm not here for those people. I'm here for you who's here every single week or listening or sharing or is a part of the community. Like that's why we do it. And you have to stop trying to speak to everyone and just speak to your humans and your people and they will start listening and they will come and they will tell their people. And that is how organic growth is built. And I think it is the most beautiful thing. And this week it was really, really, I've just gotten more into the intent of not pushing the pause button on the podcast, not having to, not editing everything out. Like I just wanted to, 
I, I just want it to be in its rawness. So that's the direction in which we are going, changing, shifting, evolving, growing. And when it comes to what I talk about every single week, it's I am not someone who does well with a, for my own content, for my own communication style. I think this is very different when I work, when I do consulting or working with a brand or businesses. But for myself, my personal style, I don't do well with like a big planned out calendar. It's important for me for things to, the things that I speak about to be coming up in real time or something that I just processed or went through, for it to be organic, for it to be rooted in that that organic communication instead of this like curated content. And so every week I try and reflect on what are the lessons and the messages that are the patterns that have been coming up for me recently. It's also really nice because it gives me a chance to reflect on on having that consciousness and reflect because life has felt so busy <laughs> and I have felt so tired <laughs> and overwhelmed. And at first that was that was kind of it of, of well, everything I talked about last week, I'm feeling this week still. Like I'm still feeling overwhelmed and tired and and like I'm not doing enough. I'm like, great. <laughs> you don't have to speak about that again. But the thing that comes up, and I feel like my lessons kind of come up in seasons and pretty consistently, and our healing and our lessons also come in these these layers. So for me, the themes are are pretty consistent. It's kind of like the same themes that come up, but it takes it to a deeper level. And one thing that really harmed me when I first started any kind of internal conscious work was that I needed to eradicate these parts of me that healing meant that I would do a meditation or a hypnosis or therapy or whatever it may be, do it once or twice or consistently or whatever, but healing meant that that thing would go away, that it would come up, I'd address it, I'd quote unquote fix it, and it'd go away. And I would get so, why I say it was harmful is because then when it would come up again later on in a different form, my, I would get confused of, I thought, I, I thought I healed this. I thought I worked through this. I thought, I thought, I thought I was enough. I thought, I thought I trusted myself or I thought my worthiness or whatever that. And that becomes a shaming cycle of, (laughs) that we get stuck in because life will continue to hand, to hand you, present you, gift you with lessons that are going to have similar themes but are taking you to that next level of, okay, you, you did, you peeled back one layer and then we're going to give you time to celebrate and and be in that space and bring so much to life and give you energy. and But then when you're ready, we're going to give you another layer. We're going to keep going deeper. And that to me is understanding that and knowing that instead of, I feel like there's so much why we hire a coach or why we hire 
why we buy a workshop or a monthly membership is this, a lot of times it's being sold to us because it's the solution. It's, it's the solution to your healing. And then when you don't get that, you just keep doing more of it and then you'll eventually get there. And it's a sales tactic. It's a marketing tactic to keep you in the loop. So I think one of the most loving things you can do is understanding that your healings and it just keep coming in layers. And that's part of this human experience. And that's really beautiful. And that you don't have to get to this, this ultimate level and no one is actually the guru and no one even the people you admire most that are convincing you that they've healed everything and now they're teaching you these things, they're still going through their own shit. They're still, they're still, because they are human. They are human. And I think that's really beautiful. And that's helped me so much. So I hope you can hear the smile dancing across my face because that was a really painful journey to get to that place. I'm like, oh, there is no ultimate level of healing. It is continuous. And so something that has been coming up for me that has always come up for me and I kept thinking about the different directions in which I wanted to communicate this because it's partly boundaries and boundary setting people-pleasing, perfectionism, but it's also partly this fear and this lack of trust in myself in speaking my truth. And what I like to call, I don't necessarily like to call confrontation, confrontation, but conscious communication. Because I think when I changed the verbiage, that really helped me be able to meet that head on. So let's kind of unpack it because that's more of the direction and the lessons that comes up for me all the time. And it's uncomfortable almost every time. (laughs) So how do I step into that discomfort of, oh, I'm being presented with a situation where I have to tell someone, speak to someone my truth, and this could be... I mean, this is in friendships. This is in romantic partnership. This is in acquaintances or a boss or a landlord or a coworker or a parent. I mean, it goes <laughs> any kind of a relationship, we'll say. I mean, it's any, those, all of it encompasses all of that. So for me, it's been something that I am I I grew up really shy. I've always had a really hard time speaking speaking up, speaking up for myself if I'm uncomfortable, if I'm something doesn't sit right with me, if I have a problem with something. And I also used to be at the same time, I mean it's so many different levels. Shyness started from a very young age. The repression continued through the teens. Then once I got into my 20s, it became if I encountered a situation where a boss made me really uncomfortable and I felt like this isn't the place for me, I would be really reactive, react right away, and run. I was a runner. Instead of having a conversation, I did not know how to consciously communicate what was coming up for me. So I would quit that job on a whim. Because I thought, oh my God, I got to get out of here. I'm so unhappy. This isn't for me. I got to get out of here. So I would just quit it on a whim. 
The same thing in my unhealthy romantic relationships. When when they had their issues and uh, when they were un, at their unhealthiest, I, I would be so reactive. I would be so angry. I would be so, and I would communicate from that place. I had no, I would give myself zero time to process what I was feeling, why I was feeling it, what changes I, I needed to make on my end and from the other person. I gave myself none of that. It was all of a sudden I'd be overwhelmed with these feelings and I would react right away. Or, <laughs> and or, I would also run. Again, I didn't want to have the hard conversation. So I would run. I would shut down. I would turn off my phone. It would dramatics, dramatics, dramatics. Oh. <laughs> and then I ultimately would do this in friendships. Up until my late 20s, where instead of having a conversation of, of this is what I'm feeling, this is where there's discomfort, this is where I feel unsupported, instead of even giving, I mean, when we come from this place of reactivity and we don't give ourselves time to pro- to any time to process, we are also taking away, if there's someone else involved, we're taking away the opportunity for them to be able to tell you what is what their point of view is, what their experience is. And I took that away from so many people that I loved and cared for or that I didn't, but I just never gave them the chance. So your brain creates this story of, oh, this is what they're doing. This is what their intentions are. This is who they are. I think especially when you're, a really reactive person and you're not giving yourself time to process, you can create those stories instead of giving them the opportunity to have a conversation of this is where I'm coming from. Hear it directly from their mouth. This is where I'm coming from. This is why I did this thing. And so we can understand them more because they're human too. They are reactive. They are messy. They have they have their own, own things, communication style, own reasons own traumas, own stories of why they do something. And I feel like the place that I finally grew out of it would be my late 20s prior to me moving to nature where I did it with friends that I really, really cared about. And even a company I was working for that I really, really admired for a long time, I just checked out, created a story, let became really reactive, let my emotions take hold and go, go cold, go cold. And that's something that was, and when I say run away, that's kind of part of it is this, I had this ability, this survival mechanism to go cold really fast with people. And that hurts yourself. <laughs> I'll tell you that. It does protect you short term from feeling anything. And it hurts the other person. And it can burn bridges. And it can it can do a lot of damage. And I'm grateful for those experiences as painful as as, as they were. Because I don't think I would have been able to grow through them had I not. 
But <laughs> eventually I got tired of my own shit and knew at 30, this is not how I can go forward. This is not how I want to have relationships or go go through the rest of my life. And I know a lot of this can come from as we mature, that we have a deeper desire to have hard conversations from the heart. So this, this to me is the beautiful space of con- conscious communication, conscious confrontation, <laughs> is being able to have difficult conversations from a heart-centered space. And that can be really hard. It can be really hard when we're hurt, really hard when we're hurt and in pain because of something we feel someone else did. But that is that is the intention I had. I think about like the first place that I really, really started that. And that would have been my romantic relationship with Daniel because I knew if I didn't want to have the same experience of relationships that I've had in the past that I had to show up differently. And the same thing goes for friendships. I've always considered myself to be a a quote-unquote bad friend because I'm not someone who can give all the time. I can't, I don't have the capacity to talk to you every day. I don't have the capacity maybe to even talk to you every single week. I have a lot of, I need a lot of alone time, a lot of hermit time. I do not thrive in a codependent, like I don't, <laughs> I don't do well in friendships where someone is, has very codependent tendencies I do really bad. I'm really disappointing to those people, actually. <laughs> I really trigger the crap out of them. <laughs> I don't do well with that because I'm very autonomous. I'm very independent. And I don't need a whole lot of social interaction. I am a hermit to a T. <laughs> and that's taken a really long time to celebrate that in myself because, I mean, that's still something I struggle with because it bothers people. It, like, to this day, I see how uncomfortable it makes some people. And I don't, I don't even waste, that is something that I don't invest a whole lot of time into when someone has very codependent tendencies and projects a lot onto me and expects a lot from me. And I'm not able to deliver that because that's not who I am. And they're disappointed and they create all these stories and it's very triggering to them. And I don't give that my energy because it has nothing to do with me. And I am allowed to simply be myself and that that is who I am. And it's taken a really long time (laughs) to stand in that because I would people please and adapt. I mean, so much to make those people happy. So much, so much though, when we do this, we are self-sacrificing ourselves to a T. Oh my goodness. So with the conscious communication, this is something I feel like I entered my partnership with. And it was really difficult at first because it didn't come natural to me. I 
I do not come, I was not raised in a space where communication really existed, quite honestly. Everyone was in their own worlds. Everyone was very disconnected. That's, that was the entirety of, of growing up. And so that comes really easy to me. And that feels really comfortable to me. But if I wanted a partnership that was different and I wanted a family to create a family that is different, then I have to show up and have the uncomfortable, hard conversations from a heart-centered space. Why there's two parts to that is because I, when I first started dating Daniel, I would come into, okay, I'm going to enter this difficult conversation And it was like a fighting arena. Like I was so reactive of I'm angry and this is why I'm angry and I'm going to show you my rage or I'm sad or I'm hurt. And it would be so reactive. And I learn from this space, if I communicate from an immediate place of reaction, one, most likely the things that are going to come out of my mouth are going to be, if I'm hurt, it, 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 it's it's unintentional, but I'm going, then I'm going to communicate from a hurt place that can, a lot of times, most likely, end up hurting the other person. That's not why we're there. That's not, it's not there for a fight. So instead, and a lot of the points, a lot of, I, I mean, okay, let's talk about when I went back to the end. <laughs> so, and so, Instead, if I say, if I can recognize, okay, wow, this thing hurt me, or this is how I'm perceiving something, I need time to process, let me process this. Through the processing, I give myself the space to feel all of the emotions, go through all of the stories, go through all of the projections completely on my own. Go through them all, navigate them all, let them all come up, cry, scream, whatever it may be, on my own, react, feel, on my own. (laughs) And then, as we do, as we allow that to come up, instead of repressing, we come back to our breath, it processes, we can breathe, we can speak, we can see clearly because it's like this giant rain and thunderstorm of just like a downpour of emotions and then it clears and that sun comes out and that rainbow comes out it's like okay all right I can see this from the other side or I see a different perspective of or oh I was feeling those feelings because of my past experiences and this is what I was projecting or I'm feeling this because this is the root. I, I feel like this action hurt me and this is why. And then when I communicate from that space of I've given myself time to feel and process and I can say to the other person clearly, when you did this, this is how it made me feel. And they can say, They can hear you. They can see you. (laughs) And you're able to communicate and they can say, oh my gosh, that was not my intention. I'm so sorry. Or uh, (laughs) there's just so much clarity and 
resolution that comes from this place of being able, and also when we come from this space, it's so important, it's far beyond us, is that when we're not in a reactive mode, we're able to listen. Because I know when I'm hurt and I'm in pain and I'm reactive, I cannot hear, I can't hear the other person. I can't hear what they're saying because those emotions are so strong and taking over. So if I feel them by myself, process them, and then speak, then now I'm engaging in an actual conversation where that person is not the villain, but instead we can see each other. We're both human. We both have these souls. We both have these things that make us us based off of all of our past life experience. And we can meet each other there. And so much resolution comes from this, <laughs> this space. It's really special. It took a long time to get here. I do this, this comes most naturally for me, or I would say I've practiced this the most in my romantic relationship. Because when I talk about healthy partnership, which is what I've done a whole podcast episode on before, it's not to say that means it's perfect all the time. It means shit's going to come up for myself and my partner, and we're going to first process it on our own and then we're going to talk about it together and we're going to come to resolution and we're going to meet each other and we're going to see each other we're going to listen to each other because we love each other like that's what it means it means that we show up for the difficult shit (laughs) with love and it's not to say that we do it perfectly all the time but 95 percent of the time 95 And that's come from effort. It hasn't come from this, uh, it's come from love and effort. I think when you love someone and you care for them deeply and you make a commitment to them that you're committing to, you're committing to those hard conversations because even if the resolution is that you're no longer aligned and that your journeys are going separate ways. I think when it comes from such a conscious place of peace and respect, I mean, that's the part about reactivity too, right? Where does the respect go for the other person when we're in reaction mode? Out the freaking door. It's gone, right? We're angry, we're hurt, we're sad. Is gone. And I think that's most destructive in our intimate relationships, whether that be romantic or friendships or family. And not to say that, (laughs) again, this is not all encompassing. I'm just talking about difficult conversations. I'm not talking about if someone has caused immense trauma or pain or hurt or violence or any act of abuse that they somehow are deserving of your forgiveness and your love and and things to be great and fine and and respected. It's like, no, because part of this is knowing when to when to protect yourself and leave a situation where it's not healthy or safe for you. You have that power. Oh my gosh. This is not about people pleasing. This is not about shoving things under the rug. This is about 
This is about those difficult conversations that we don't always want to show up for. (laughs) That can feel uncomfortable. At least they did for me. And so the first place that I practiced that was in romantic partnership. And it took a, it took a while for it to come naturally, for me to not want to run, for me to not want to shut down, to even be able to communicate, hey, I need a little bit of time to process. I need a little bit of space. And Daniel and I are really great about that with each other of, I need some space right now. So we give each other that space to process. And then we usually come together the next day to discuss what happened, what came up, what we're feeling, how we see the other person's point of view. I mean, that's the beautiful part about giving yourself time to process too, is you're able to see, oh my gosh, maybe this is where they were coming from. Or this is why they were hurt. Again, that listening component that we just are so lacking so often. And when it comes to, I'm thinking of how it's like leaked out into other things. The other place that it shows up, I will say the one place that it shows up (laughs) where I'm invited to step into it all the time. Because it's like I've I've healed and grown so much with Daniel. So the place that it shows up a lot is in a I, – I can find myself in a position where I have to have a conversation of discomfort, of this is – this is wrong. <laughs> this is why I believe it to be wrong. And I believe this is how you need to make it right. And that, specifically, if you're like, what the heck are you talking about? (laughs) Specific but nonspecific, the last two rental situations that I was in, at the end of them, I had to have really difficult, for me, what is a difficult conversation of, you cannot do this. This is not legal. This is not right. And this is how you should fix it. And it sounds really simple. But when you're so accustomed (laughs) to being a doormat for people of, oh, I know that this person is screwing me over. Oh, I know what this person is doing is illegal and is not right. But I'll just... I'll just I'll just let it go by because I don't want to have the conversation. I I don't want to I don't want to have to be the one to tell them that I don't want them to feel uncomfortable, right? Like I would rather self-sacrifice and I be uncomfortable and I be angry and just abandon myself so that someone else feels comfortable. That that is tying it all back into people pleasing and uncomfortable conversations. That is something I have been practicing so much in the past year of not abandoning myself so that other people feel comfortable. Laughing at jokes that I don't think are funny. I stopped doing that. <laughs> Wanting to be seen as likable. Forcing myself into situations that I don't want to go to. All of those. I've really practiced that the past six months to a year. And it's uncomfortable. <laughs> because people don't like me and I'm not seen as nice and that's always what I was told to do and who to be and even speaking even having this podcast to be able to share from this place of I am speaking from my heart and I am 
You are advocating for yourself when you choose not to abandon yourself. I was so quick to abandon myself in every situation I found myself in. And then I would be so angry. I would come home and be so angry. Why didn't I speak up? Why did I let that person talk to me like that? Why did I people please so that that person would feel good about themselves? I just, it's exhausting. And it's really uncomfortable at first to be like, okay, I'm going to go into this and I know I'm not going to be likable. Or I know that I might be seen as like (laughs) a bitch or rude. Manners are something that are really important to me and being empathetic of everyone's feelings is so important to me. And so it's like, I always wanted people to feel comfortable. But again, it's like at this cost of myself, of abandoning myself, of but I would feel really uncomfortable or that wasn't the right thing to me or that doesn't align with me. And I know I'm not being very specific here, (laughs) but it's kind of my intention because I want to protect. I don't want to like call out every situation. I'm like, well, in this situation, this is where I, (laughs) I, yeah, I just want to be respectful of everyone that I speak about. So I'll leave it a little vague there. But At the root of it, it is how many times in a day are you abandoning yourself? How many? If we go back to the conscious communication, I will say there are situations in which I know I don't need to communicate this any further. So for example, if I have gotten really fiercely protective of who I allow into my space, in my life, who I communicate with, even on my phone. Like, I am the queen of blocking numbers, blocking people on social media, because I am protecting myself and my energy. This is my space. You don't have to give access to everybody. Block. Goodbye. I don't need to see those messages. Those hateful, those angry, those abusive, those those poor me, those whatever, <laughs> whatever it is, I don't need to be dragged into that on a consistent basis. So with people that I was experiencing that with, I will do that immediately. Now, <laughs> and I don't think at this point in time, be, because that's what I come back to is like, Conscious communication isn't about overextending your energy. So if that person is coming in and is just draining and sucking and has been doing that for weeks, months, years, it is up to you what feels most powerful to you. How much energy do you want to give it? Because I know from my experience, those people want to be engaged with want to keep going back and forth, want that drama, want, that's where they want to invest their energy. So sometimes engaging just feeds that. So I'm like, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to feed that. I'm not going to feed that behavior. And I'm not going to step into that energy with you. So I'm simply going to block and step away. And I can forgive you or I can heal or I can process without actually even involving you. So I have that boundary with some people where it's it's healthier for me 
to not have a relationship with them. No matter what society says I should do or I have to do, I'm supposed to do. I know it's right for me. And I know the years of abuse and toxicity that are layered in there, not from a projection point, but from a direct lived experience. And then I can go, I can go heal that with the therapist or on my own or whatever that looks like. And I can forgive them and I can come to that, that place without actually involving them. And when it comes to friendships, I'm very open with the people that I love and that I know understand me that I am a hermit. I'm going to go into my little crab shell sometimes for weeks, sometimes for months. <laughs> months. This is who I am. And I'm so appreciative that you understand. I'm so appreciative of our friendship. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you for understanding me. Thank you for understanding how my energy works. I'm so grateful. That's how I consciously communicate with them. And I've had, I've been so lucky to form such beautiful friendships with women that get that and get me. And my circle is very small and that feels best to me because I know the people that are there understand it and they don't take it personally. It's not personal. It's just how I'm made. (laughs) It's just who I am. And I feel like I found people and settled into people that are similar in a way. And maybe they're not at all, but they just get it. And it's like, yeah, okay, yes. And every time we pick back up, it's like exactly where we left off. And that's what feels most nourishing to me. And the friendships that projected onto me and wanted something more from me and said, I need more than that, or this is really triggering to me, or... (laughs) didn't say anything at all and just cut me out. I just let those go with love of like, wow, like I'm not the right friendship for you. I'm not. I'm not the most aligned. I can think I can think you're a beautiful person and celebrate you from afar or forgive you from afar because that still feels painful to be rejected for who I am. That still feels painful for having this connection in a friendship and then feeling like, oh, but because I'm not giving, 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 it's not, it's really triggering for that person. And they're rejecting me for it. But at the same time, knowing like, oh, I'm not the person for them then. Because I don't, I can't be in a friendship where that's expected of me and required of me to be their friend. So I let those go. And the pain will come up sometimes where I'm like, God, that's just so, (laughs) so annoying or so frustrating. Or like, there's just times where you're going to, based off of someone else's, own stories, own projections, own perceptions that truly have nothing to do with you. You're going to rub people the wrong way based off of a version of a view that only they see. And again, I don't say this in a way of like, 
not being responsible for your actions or who it, I'm not speaking about doing harmful things to people and them, and them saying or thinking, oh, that's just their projection. No, what I'm referencing is that there's just going to be certain situations where you can show up in the most beautiful, authentic version of yourself that is loving and kind to you and them, and it's not going to be enough or it's going to be too much and it has nothing to do with you and that's okay. <laughs> Which is not always fun at first. <laughs> but again, that's that's the situation too where depending on how the friendship is, how strong it is, how long, how all of that, there can be conscious conversation there or you can choose to walk away. And I generally choose to walk away from those because I'm not going to chase you. That's not what I do. You don't want to do any, you want nothing to do with me all of a sudden, then I have to lovingly let you go. I'm not going to chase after you. Like those are your own projections and stories that you've got to work through that have nothing to do with me. So we can love them and we can forgive them from afar. And I think sometimes that's what, when I sat down today and I was thinking about this, I'm like, it's not black and white. There's so many very, there's so many variants to our relationships and situations and experiences that were put in that it's not just like when it comes to this, it's this. When it comes to that, it's that. It's so nuanced. And I think that's really beautiful. There's not one set of rules. It's does this situation deserve more of my energy? Um, how committed am I to keeping this thing in my life? How important is it to me? And even when it comes to like speaking our truth. And I mean, one thing I've had to step into this year too is is speaking up for, (laughs) how do I say this? My career has definitely taken an evolution that I wasn't expecting, that I thought it would look a certain way, that I would be fully consulting. That's all I was going to do, that I would stay at home all of that, I still do it on the side because I enjoy it. I enjoy the clients that I work with. But I've fallen so in love with a company that I admired for quite some time. And it came as such a surprise to me that I wanted to grow with them and be a part of that and help them grow. And what does that look like? And approaching approaching someone who I admire and respect so much and saying this is how I see myself growing. This is where my skills, my expertise are utilized and where I think there's a gap for more growth. And maybe that doesn't sound hard for some people and it's probably not. But for me, that's still, I the first few times still felt so scary to be like, this is what I want and this is what I want to be a part of. And this is, this is where I'm an expert. And this is how I want to grow with you. And I guess that can feel scary because it's vulnerable, right? I mean, you can, it's the same thing with a romantic relationship of there's going to be moments where you feel like you come in a crossroad of 
things can't continue the way they're continuing because I'm maybe not happy or not fulfilled. This is the way in which I see it growing. And now I need to communicate with that person. This is how I want to continue growing. Do you want to do the same? (laughs) Because it's not just your decision. It's It involves that other person, a boss or company, a friendship, a romantic relationship. And that can feel, I'm just, it's like, as I'm saying it, it's, that's the clarity of that can, it's vulnerable because rejection can be there. And I always come back to not attaching to an outcome of, okay, if the person says this, then it will be good and it'll be great and I'll be so happy and I'll get everything I want and, or it will be bad and heartbreaking and so hard and what will I do if they do it this way we go into the conversation of this person has just as much room and space to communicate their needs their wants their desires what they're committing to and that's it that's all I can do is show up and give them the same exact space that they're giving me I cannot control what they're going to say. I cannot control what they're going to do. I cannot control where they want to meet me. That's collaboration. That's a conversation. That is reciprocal. Just not just a one-sided thing. So that feels like a really good place to wrap this up. (laughs) Yummy, yummy in my tummy. I do need to get off to acupuncture. So I will cap it here. We will continue this conversation over in the Repose Homestead community. Just $5 a month and is private. We get to talk about the episodes each week more in full together, sharing your own experience with each other, listening, connecting. Feels so good. And there's so much more to come with the community. It's just, it's only gotten started. So thank you so much for being here this week. And I look forward to talking to you next Friday. <laughs> <laughs>